According to new data from the American Community Survey, it found among heterosexual couples in the United States, a quarter of wives or 15 million women are the primary breadwinners within the household. Furthermore, according to CNBC, two in three women who left the workforce during COVID plan to return. The majority of women also say that it's important that their current or future employers provide economic incentives, tailored benefits, upscaling programs, diversity, equity, and inclusion in order for them to feel supported while they're at work. Anna Runyon is the creator of Class, the Love Your Work and Life Systems, and the CEO of Classic Career Girl International. She's a former corporate consultant turned entrepreneur who helps women land and stay in their dream career. Run to tell about women's empowerment and helping them maximize their fullest potential. And she joined me this week to have a conversation about career diversification for women and how they can dominate in their chosen field of work. I'm Kevin McShan. Let this conversation. So, Anna, if you're ready, I'll take a moment to welcome you to the program, and I'm super excited to talk to you this afternoon all about careers. Great to see you, and thank you so very much for being here. Thanks. I'm excited to do this. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, Anna, they tell me that you help women find their dream job, so I'm curious to let you tell me all about all the great work that you do. Yeah, so it all started with a little blog I started in 2010, and I was blogging my way through a job I didn't really like and started to discover what my passion was and that I wanted to help other women as a career coach. And so eventually that became my full-time job. I, I joined the entrepreneurship world. And today I'm a career coach and I run a membership site. I have online courses. Um, and I also certify other career coaches as well. So my big thing is helping women find career fulfillment. That's like my, my big mission. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, how did you come up with the name Classic career, uh, classic career international. I'm fascinated to learn more. 
Yeah. So Classy Career Girl started, um, it was it was a name that really I was inspired by. I thought of it right when I started my blog back in 2010. Um, but basically, I wanted to help women become happy, successful, and balanced with class, skill, and style. And so the word classy, I was like playing with names and me and my husband were going back and forth. And I was a career girl at the time. And so we were trying to figure out what would be kind of like a, a fun name name that kind of described who I thought I was in the workplace. Cause at that time I had a full-time corporate consulting, um, government consulting job. And so my husband, I think it was my husband that kind of, we, we came together with classy career girl at that time, no one had the domain. So we just grabbed it and the rest is history. <laughs> well, and I always say you don't have to take advantage of opportunities, don't you? Yes, that was one we we grabbed and I'm I'm glad we did. That's that's what it all comes down to. That's our brand now that we are we focus on growing. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, how did you go from a career in the corporate world to being an entrepreneur? So I was a side hustle. I was doing it on the side of my day job. So I would take clients in the evenings. I would work in my business in the mornings. Um, I had, I even had a virtual assistant in the Philippines and she would work in the evening while I slept. And so there was, there was a lot of time where it was a side hustle and I was just working on growing it on the side. And then when my first daughter was born in 2014, I, I really made that commitment. Like I didn't want to leave my daughter and go to a job all week. And I was doing a lot of traveling and I just knew I couldn't keep that up with my, my new baby. And so after maternity leave, I knew after maternity leave, I was going to quit that, that job. So I worked really hard um, when I was pregnant because I knew after those six weeks, I only had six weeks of maternity leave. And so I knew that there, that, that day I was going to, I was going to, the day I was supposed to come back, I called HR and said, I'm not coming back. And I had been doing it on the side. So I had developed that income coming in. And so I just, I just had faith that I could figure it out with a little more hours in the day and then still live the dream of being able to be with my daughter full time too. Yeah, absolutely. And talk to me about taking the leap of, a leap of faith and how nervous you might have been to leave your corporate job to take the leap and what uh, uh, sort of advice would you give to other women who may be in a similar circumstance? Oh, that's such a great question. So one of the things that, and, and there's always fear associated, even today, everything I'm doing, there's always some sort of uncomfortableness, fear that's associated with it every time you're doing something new. So it's totally normal to have the fear. But what I always tell myself is I, I say, and my husband and I had this conversation, like, what is the best thing that can happen if we go after our dream? And then we go over like, and you could do this in a journal. What is the worst thing that could happen? And then is it worth it to go all in? And those were the questions that we asked ourselves. It was like, what's the best thing that could happen? Well, our business works. It's profitable. We have more freedom and flexibility and we can do what we love. And he eventually quit his job. He works with me in the business now. And then what's the worst that can happen? Well, the worst that could happen is that it didn't work and we'd have to go get another job. And so is it worth it to go all in? Yes, it was worth it to go all in. So that kind of helped me figure out I'm just going to give it my all and do the best I can and put myself out there and just 
focus on helping one person every day. And now you get to call your own shots. How fun is that, right? It is fun, yeah. <laughs> and stressful at the same time sometimes, <laughs> I'm sure, right? Yes, I am so glad, though, that I, I, I always tell my clients it's just baby steps. It's just taking those small steps every day. And so you have to take the first one, and then you have to take the next one. But I'm really glad that I took those initial steps, leading all, all the way back to t- 2010 when I started that blog. Absolutely. And tell me, I know that your website was also recognized by Forbes as one of their top 100 websites. And within the top 35 for the most influential for women. So tell me, what does the honor mean to you both personally and professionally? Yeah, that was that was a huge honor. I think for me, it all comes back to impacting others. And that's that's why I left my corporate job is I feel like I didn't have, I couldn't help people as much as I wanted to. I had a lot of ideas, but none of my ideas were heard and implemented. And so that award just means, you know, more people can find my website and that I can help and impact more people. And, um, you know, it also means that I can, I can, share my story, you know, and that if I can do this, other people can do it as well. And I think that's why I'm, you know, getting out there, putting yourself out there. It's scary. I'm an introvert. And so there's a lot of, you know, scariness that comes with turning on Facebook live or, or pitching myself to you to get on this podcast. Right. And so I think that's important is just remembering you're just like helping people. You're just sharing your story and, and you have to, cause you might inspire one person today. And yeah, absolutely. You, you never know who's watching or listening, right? You don't. You don't. Yeah, you never know who's in the audience. Yeah, and, and I should know. I was diagnosed with um, cerebral palsy at, at birth, and uh, part of my professional journey has been helping individuals with disabilities find and maintain work. So tell me, how do you think we can uh, better incorporate individuals with disabilities as a, a permanent fixture in, in the workforce? Mm. I love that. I love that question. I think when it, I always teach everyone is how do you figure out what your ideal career is first? And there's an ideal career that you were born to do. There's, this is exactly what you're doing here today. There's that you know, you're so passionate, you're so excited about it, you're you're helping so many other people. And so it all comes back to first figuring out what that ideal career is, figuring out what that that thing you could do for hours and hours and not get bored. And then also your vision, like what do you want to create in the future? Because what you want to create is different from what everyone else wants to create. And when you let yourself you know, let go of the fear of failure and you let yourself think like, if I couldn't fail, what would I do? Like, if there's anything that I could do that I really want to do in the future, your vision, you're going to inspire others. So, I mean, that would be my message is, is to stay focused on what you really want, your vision. And just remember, like you are, you are designed a certain way. You have a calling, you have a purpose, you know, you were born just like you're born to do that, that calling and that purpose. And just don't, don't give up at all. Yeah. And I always tell people, if you find a passion and you can turn it into work, you don't work a day in your life, right? Exactly. You got it. Yeah, absolutely, and I know uh, that you really get your engine running when you help women find and uh, secure their dream job. So 
Tell me, how can women be put in a position to win both personally and professionally? I think there are so many opportunities for women right now, especially because we need more freedom and we need more flexibility. I mentioned to you, I have a I have an eight-year-old, a four-year-old, and a seven-month-old. And so you got the full gamut. I, right? I got it all. They're very different right now. I'm like, I'm juggling it all. <laughs> but I think as a as a woman, and then I mean, I started this not a mom, and now I'm a mom. And so there's just so much I'm passionate about helping other moms now, too, of you know, being able to have a career and do what you love and fulfill that purpose and calling what you were born to do that we were just talking about but then also pursue the purpose and the impact of your kid of you know raising kids too cuz now we have we have these kids that we're in charge of and it's so important and so i i there's so many opportunities now with the internet that never you know moms before us didn't have and now we have that opportunity to you know create careers around from zoom you know working from home and um so that's my message is like i just you know, don't, no regrets. We can, you can try new things and all it takes is 15 minutes a day um, to be able to be in charge of your own income, to be in control of your hours um, and to have a little more time freedom and flexibility. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm wondering how you also define uh, career diversif diversification and flexibility. When you think of those two terms, what do you think of? You know, I think of, well, when I think of doing, you know, when you, ha when you're in the zone of your zone of genius, you know, you're kind of doing what you love um, and the time flies by, like, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. And, and it's not hard to do that job because it's so, it just comes effortlessly and natural. And that's what, that's like my whole passion is like helping people figure out what that is, because ultimately that's going to give you more flexibility, more happiness um, in your life as well. And it could be just because someone else is doing that career doesn't mean it's the right fit for you too. And so really figuring out like what that zone of genius is for you and what, what you really love to do. And, and uh, when we look at women's equality, when we talk about uh, pay and, and also positioning in the workforce. Well, what strides do you think we've made in those areas and how far do you think we still need to go? Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, I think we have made a lot of strides. I actually, I wrote a book about um, working with men and managing men because I was in a male dominated field for eight years when I was doing corporate consulting for the government. And so in that time when I was writing that book, I mean, there was, um, it, it was, it was, it was tough to be a working woman working with a lot of men. And that was even before I had kids as well. And so I do think that there have been a lot of changes, a lot of, you know, with social media, with people sharing their journeys, with people sharing like a lot of the things that have happened for working women. I do think that there's um, there's a lot more flexibility than when I wrote that book. I wrote that book before my first daughter in 2014. So I do think that there 
that we have come a long way. Um, obviously, there's a lot more that can be done and more work to be done. But the most important thing is I think that women just keep continue to keep sharing their stories and what they're learning. Very similar to, you know, these podcasts you do. And then and, and I have my own podcast too. And just kind of like sharing stories and being inspired by other women. And it, we're only going to get, you know, more, more empowered as we, as we hear what other people are doing for their careers too. Yeah, absolutely. It's important to get comfortable being uncomfortable when you want to grow a business, right? Exactly. You got to say that every day. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and you brought it up briefly in your last answer. So I'll uh, give me the uh, space to uh, expand on how you think social media can help women really launch their career. Oh, I love social media. And I loved, I loved it too, when I was job searching and I was in um, my, my full-time role too, because it actually helped me find a, a new job. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. They think social media is just for, you know, entrepreneurship. But if you're job searching, building out, I highly recommend like creating your profiles on this, on the um, social media and you can actually use that. You can kind of like build out a mini resume on social media. So I have seen people like build out their Instagram profiles. And I've seen obviously LinkedIn is an amazing way um, that you can build out your brand as well. Because recruiters and employers are searching social media. They're going to come across your site. And if they see your your platform and it actually tells more of your story, maybe it shows you know some testimonials of people who have worked with you or some of your work products, it can actually help you from the, all the competitors stand out if you do kind of create that online brand. So definitely be aware of what you're putting out on social media. Um, you can definitely use that to help you find a new career too. And you can also use it just to kind of start documenting your life as well. And I use it just to put content out every day to help people as well. Um, so it's, it's also a great place to connect with people, to meet people. If there's a certain type of career you want to go into, social media is a great place to do informational interviews, to find people to connect with that are in careers that you want to have someday. You can reach out to them. You can ask for 15 minutes of their time. So that's how I use social media. I mean, there's there's pros and there's, con there's cons. It's changed a lot. You can't rely on one platform specifically, but I do think it's really, really important, no matter if you're an employee or an entrepreneur, to at least pick one social media platform and to kind of build out your your, your online brand. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I always say life is a constant game of networking, isn't it? It is. Oh, you have to always be networking. It's so important. So, so, so important, especially because most jobs are found through networking these days, too. Uh, it's not what you know, it's who you know, right? Yeah, you got a lot of good quotes here. I like I like this. Well, yeah, we'll collaborate after the podcast and you can trademark <laughs> some of them as long as you give me 15% of the commission, okay? <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> so, Adam, tell me, I'm also uh, curious to ask you, for anyone watching or listening to this uh, who wants to start a business or who, who's in a corporate career or a career in general, I'm, I'm curious to get your advice on the importance of sort of slowing down, slowing down and still uh, being connected to your inner self. How important do you think that is? 
Oh, it's, it's, it's very important to know yourself first and to do a self-assessment and really uncover what, I mean, even if you're starting a business, I always recommend starting at the foundation of really figuring out what that ideal business is for you. Because so often we see other people, other business owners, and we try and copy them or model them or sell this type of thing or do a podcast like you. And it just, it's not the right fit because you don't know yourself. And so connecting to who you are, connecting, you know, to your vision, to your strengths, to your experiences, to your favorite skills, because you're unique, you know, like you're different than anyone else out there. And so that's ultimately going to be what's going to help you stand out in the competition and help you make a sale and help you get your first client is when you're selling a product where you're really excited about it, you're passionate about it, you know, it's like, it's that thing you were supposed to do with your life. And that's how you stand out. That's how you grow a business is you really key into the problem that you're there to solve and you get really excited about it. And that all comes with knowing yourself and knowing like what, what problem you know how to solve really well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at research, you know, more and more women are becoming the breadwinners in in families now. So tell me about uh, your uh, opinion on that evolution and how important it is to sort of have a network of support when a woman is the main breadwinner in a family. Yeah, I mean, being a working mom is no easy, easy thing for sure. And I think, you know, no matter you know, what's happening, what, you know, the, whether you're the breadwinner or not, I think it's so important to have support at home, to have open communication with the people that are around you, supporting you. I know I have an eight-year-old and I'm, I, even with her, I'm very clear of like, can, can you help? Can you help? Like, you know, she knows that she's part of this family and that I need her help as well. And she also sees me work. She knows what I'm doing. And so I think anyone who is in your circle, just being very clear with them, being open with them, being honest with them, and then letting them know like your big why, like if I have to work a little bit on the weekend, you know, my, my kids know that they're, they're my why they're why I work. And ultimately we have a vacation coming up and it's planned. And so I think it's just really the, the, communication comes first. Um, I'm not going to say like, oh, you need to hire this type of support and have this type of support at home. But I think, you know, communicating with your family and having them know like why your work is important, why you're doing what you're doing um, and and kind of just bringing them along for the ride. Like my my daughter wants um, to do a kid's version of my podcast, you know? And so, you know, it pers- they're, they're watching. Whatever we're doing, they're watching. And so I think that's really important to encourage them and, and to be that good role model for them too, that your career can be fun. Your career, you know, you can do something that you love every day. You don't have to go in, into an office that you, and, and come home unhappy and exhausted. And so our kids are watching too. And so I think just being like, like, totally open with them is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, Anna, when, when you think about the term women's empowerment, what comes to mind for you? It What comes to mind is that women can be whatever we want right now. There are so many more um, new career fields that are available. I mean, just look at the word, you know, influencer, a social media influencer. That job wasn't available, you know, years ago. And so people are generating a lot of money. There's a lot of different ways to make an income um, because uh, because we have the online um, available to us. And so for me, that's 
that's what it comes to mind is like, you literally can be whatever you want if you know what you want. And so that's why knowing what your vision is, creating that vision board, um, you know, kind of having that visual of where you're headed over the next three to five years, and then taking those action steps now to help you get to that spot. Um, but knowing and believing in yourself and knowing, having that mindset that it is possible, um, because other other women are doing it, and so can you. Absolutely, and Adam, we reached the point of the podcast where I asked you about your podcast. So tell me about your podcast and what it's all about. Yeah, so we on the podcast, I do interviews, I do solo episodes, and we really help you find a job or business you love that supports the life you really want. Um, I go into detail how I quit my job and started my business, and um, really, it's it's all about helping you become happy, successful, and balanced. And what what's the name of your podcast? The Classy Career Girl Podcast. Of course, <laughs> and tell me when you um look to make an authentic connection with some someone what are you looking for oh that's a good question i i'm looking for someone who is themselves and knows themselves um i think i'm a pretty good detector when i can tell people are just kind of putting on that front or they just want something from me that maybe they you know they that's not real um and instead of like that genuine connection, you know, the people that, you know, you'll connect with again in the year and you'll, you know, you'll kind of like continue that relationship. And it's not just like a transactional, like I have a lot of um, emails coming in my inbox, you know, it's like they want to get, um, you know, they, they want something, but the people that really stand out are those those, those, it's more like informal, like those genuine connections that they really want to get to know me, or it's, you know, they really, um, you know, just sitting down for a coffee date or something or a zoom session. And they're just like very interested in who I am and in my story and what excites me. And I just know that in a year I could like reach out to them and connect with them again, no problem. And like, you, you can just tell those people, right. Who they actually care about you. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me in business or in careers, how do you think we can best unlock hidden potential? Mm. So I mentioned it a couple of times, um, figure out your vision and believe in yourself. Those are like the two things, because if you knew what you could do, if you knew you couldn't fail at whatever you want to do, that's like a big question. Like if you knew you couldn't fail, what, what would you want to do? What would be your vision over the next five years? If you believed in yourself and it was going to happen, what would that be? Cause I think that's the hidden potential, right? It's like, sometimes we have those mindset blocks and we're like, Oh, we're not good enough for that. Or we could never do that. Um, I didn't think I had it in me to be an entrepreneur. Cause I was an introvert. I thought only extroverts, you know, are entrepreneurs. And so, um, that was that hidden potential and, and being open to learn new things like listening to you on this podcast and just learning and like growing and hearing other people's stories. And if someone is doing something that you want to do, listen to that because it's not jealousy. It's like opening up a spot where you're like, oh, if they could do it, why can't I do it? And and you have to clue into those things. Yeah. And, and, and then you're a working mom, as you've mentioned a couple of times during our conversation. So tell me about what's the best part about being a mom and uh, what's your advice for other working moms on how to 
a balanced thing successfully? I think some of the best things, I mean, my, the things where you just get so proud, um, like all three of my, I have three daughters. I don't know if I said they're all girls, but they, they have things where I just get so proud. Like one is, um, is working on like her cartwheels. Right. And so doing a cartwheel and the other one is like dancing and like watching her dance. And then my seven month old just stood up yesterday. Right. And so it's just like, those are the moments, you know, where you just want to be there for them and you're, you just can see them so excited. And then also when you see them do things that are like you and you're like, oh yeah, the, I used to do that too. <laughs> I think that's so much fun. Um, but when it comes to the balance, I think for me, the biggest thing is trying my hardest doesn't always happen. It didn't happen this morning, but trying my hardest to get up before my daughters and having like, I, if I can like an hour, um, has just been life-saving for me because then I can focus on those, those steps that I need to take in the morning to clear my head, to have some coffee, to just breathe, <laughs> um, you know, just to feel like I'm normal and I've taken care of myself before doing, getting this kid out the door and this kid needs this and this, they all, they need you, right. They need you the second that they wake up and they need all of you. And so, um, you know, finding that time where you can read a book, right. Or you can do the little things that you really love, like drinking a hot cup of coffee, um, and writing down. I mean, it goes back to division too. Like I have a vision for my family and like, that's why I'm doing this is for my family too. And it's not always easy. And so, um, you know, remembering that, the, the hard times, your vision, your why is going to pull you through. And so just remembering that. And if you're doing work that you love, if you're in that ideal career fit for you, it's going to make it a lot easier. Yeah. And make sure you have a uh, camera nearby to capture those moments, right? Yeah. <laughs> and tell me, does your husband like being a girl dad? He loves it. He's the best. He's the best girl dad for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, my final question for you, I'm going to combine my last two questions because I am a strong believer that that we all have to celebrate the wins in life, no matter how big and how small. So tell me, how do you celebrate your personal and professional wins in life? I, I just finally tell me, when you think about your overall legacy, how do you want that to be defined? Oh, good questions. So uh, we always have dance parties in here. Maybe it's because we got a lot of girls. <laughs> but, um, you know, we we like to celebrate with dance parties and, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> some loud music um, when we make some wins. And then um, and it's fun because then the whole family can kind of see what we're doing and if we had a win, too, and like. Um, and then as far as my legacy, I mean, big picture, um, I'm, I, I really want to support other moms now and I want our kids to look back, look at us and see that we're, what we're doing, we love doing and work can be fun. And there's other careers out there. And like, when you think of these kids that are just, you know, my seven month old, who knows what kind of career is going to be available for her in 20 years. Right. And so I think of that cause I'm so career, you know, focused and like, you know, giving her the skills and abilities to to be in whatever career is 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 happening at that time. We don't even know what's going to be happening in 20 years and what work is going to be needed. And so just helping our kids, like helping, especially I've, you know, of course, I 
Um, I want to help all of the girls um, really just to be able to innovate and and be available to have the the strategies and um, the skills to be able to be in those careers, whatever that they are, and to lead in them too, to be in leaders, you know, wherever they're at. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, tell me if people want to get connected with the good work that you do, Anna, what's the best way they can do that? So come find us on our website at www.classycareergirl.com. That's the best place to find us. We have a free 90-day planner um, that you can download that can help you like kind of put together your vision. I've mentioned that a lot today. Um, so that's really important to kind of get it down on paper where you want to go in the future. But yeah, we're also on social media, um, Instagram at Classy Career Girl. And then, like I said, the Classy Career Girl podcast is a great place too. Fantastic. Well, and I really enjoyed our conversation about career diversification and advancing women in the workplace to work in the space and time on my behalf is most appreciated. And I want to thank you for being here this afternoon. Thank you so much. This was fun. Great questions.